Here's to your success in property, finance and money management. You're listening to The Long Property Show with your hosts, Daniel Gold and Patrick Lynch. Welcome back to another episode of The Long Property Show. I'm Dan Gold. And I'm Patrick Lynch. And today we've got a special update on the coronavirus. Big stuff. Um, obviously unprecedented and, and uncharted territory for, for, for many practitioners and, and obviously many borrowers and participants in, in both the property and finance markets. So we just thought we'd use this opportunity, Patty, to provide an update in terms of what we're seeing at the coalface in, in terms of, uh, in particular, the banks and the lending environment. Um, secondly, just provide our clients with some reassurance in terms of the continuity of, of the work that we're doing. Um, and then obviously without giving any um, individual advice, perhaps just provide some thoughts as to how we see things um, uh, developing on, on both the property and finance fronts. Yeah, hopefully this will be uh, helpful for people listening. Absolutely. So um, I guess, Patty, would it be fair to say right now, from a banking perspective, uh, it's still early days and, and things are literally changing minute to minute, hour to hour, but we haven't really seen any major changes yet insofar as the banks are concerned and, and the service levels being provided. Perhaps um, slightly slower on the turnaround times given a lot of banks are transitioning to, to remote workforces. And secondly, um, a lot of banks have been on the front foot in terms of offering some some relief measures and packages to people that are affected by the virus. Yeah, it's largely business as usual. Um, you're right we're going to see a bit more remote working. And one thing we can be sure of is the banks have great business continuity plans in place. So while time may be a bit slower, uh, we're still confident that the area of lending will still continue. Um, But in terms of the relief packages, I mean, we've seen a couple of CBA are offering some relief. We'll see in Europe, there's a lot of reliefs being offered as well, Dan. I mean, what have you read and seen? Yeah, I mean, th- there's no doubt that there are going to be people that over the next month um, lose work, uh, have to go leave without pay and therefore lose income. There- there's going to be an economic slowdown um, un- uncategorically. And therefore, you know, for people that are on the margin, that is going to impact their ability to make a rental payment or make a mortgage payment. So we've already seen, uh, for example, in Italy and the UK that the governments have announced some uh, kind of official relief measures there whereby people are given a a grace period. I think it was three months in the UK and something similar in Italy, whereby, um, you know, ultimately there's no there's no trouble for um, for for missing. And then I I think the same thing uh, is also going to be relevant in um, like a, a business lending context. For example, there are going to be a lot of businesses in, in particular, hospitality and tourism, whom um, are going to be extremely challenged in terms of meeting rental obligations, meeting debt um, covenants and, and, and commitments when ultimately the demand for their services has plunged significantly and, and may continue to plunge over the next um, over the next few weeks. Yeah, so we're going to see banks being more lenient. Uh, in terms of the covenants for businesses to make sure that businesses can survive, keep paying staff, keep the economy going. Uh, as you mentioned, and the reliefs that are gonna be available for individuals, very similar to what we saw recently with the bushfires. 
Uh, they're going to be offering release to people in terms of mortgage payments. If you're in mortgage stress, let them know. They're there to help. They're not there to force you into anything you don't want to do unless it becomes final. Uh, but yeah, I mean, probably by the time people listen to this podcast, the government may have already announced some reliefs as well. We've seen, for example, how they're going to be bailing out some industries like airline example Mm -hmm. uh so yeah we'll just have to keep watching keep reading and keep on top of the news yeah absolutely um what'll be interesting as well i mean right now we've obviously got a a serious health threat in in the virus that people are working to uh mitigate and contain um you know it'll be interesting to see whether credit tightens up or um, kind of opens the doors and, and continues the free flow of credit in these uncertain times. So that's definitely something that we're going to be watching closely. For example, there are a lot of um, businesses that um, are going to have to roll over um, and refinance debts in, in the forthcoming weeks and months uh, to the extent that banks aren't able or willing to roll over some of those um, uh, obligations. That's where we could you know, face more turmoil, turmoil in the credit markets, and that could have much bigger ramifications. I think, in in terms of, um, you know, the impact on on valuations and share prices and and things like that. So we're not there yet, but that's just a, an area that that we'll be watching closely. I think also just the key point that I want to make there is if any of the audience listening here, or certainly any clients of Long Property are in distress in any way, shape or form with respect to how this is going to impact them personally that, um, you know, we'd encourage them to reach out to us and, and we'll certainly help in the, in the best way that we can. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's the, for clients who are already in the system. For new clients, Dan, what are we seeing in terms of valuations? Yeah, so I think, I mean, there are obviously going to be uh, multiple areas of the property and finance markets that are challenged in, in, in under these new conditions. Um, so valuations is um, a, a, an important one. In terms of what we've seen, literally, I mean, we're ordering valuations for clients every day of the week. And I have noticed that over the last two or three days, there's absolutely commentary um, in the, in these valuation reports that relate to uh, COVID-19. And therefore, there's no doubt that that can only, in the short to medium term, have a negative rather than a positive impact on valuations given um, you know, the short to medium term risks. So, um, you know, any clients that are heavily reliant on a higher valuation, I think should just act with caution and uh, discuss potentially some contingency measures with, um, with, with relevant people if, if required. And there's also the practicalities of arranging a valuation. Obviously, the process is for a valuer to go out to the property, inspect to take measurements, etc., very short, generally 10 to 15 minutes it takes. But again, will the valuation firms want their staff to do that? Will people want uh, individuals who they don't know to come into their homes? We might see a lot more use of the model valuations. And again, the model valuations tend to be lower than the physical inspection valuations. They can be more conservative, absolutely, because they don't take into account you know, various Im- internal improvements, for example, that that, uh, that may, may be present. But absolutely, I mean, if you're a valuer uh, and you're going into a house to conduct a, a report, um, there could be people inside that house that are being quarantined or ill. Um, 
obviously a high health risk there. So so that's one to watch. I think I was just reading an article in the AFR yesterday that um, right now the cancellation rate of valuations has been quite small. Um, I think Heron Todd White reported that of, out of 8,000 valuations last week, uh, only 18 have been cancelled so far, but you can only imagine that would increase. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, similarly, I, I suppose, um, you know, there's going to be, uh, well, we've, we mentioned remote working. We should probably just touch on um, at least how the mortgage broking industry is going to be impacted in, in that way. So for those of you that, that, that kind of, you know, don't, aren't necessarily aware of the, the, the ins and outs of, of how our lending operation works, um, there really is no formal requirement for us to meet with clients face-to-face -face aside from um, ensuring that we appropriately identify the individuals whom we're assisting with credit. And therefore, right now, from our perspective, it's very much business as usual. We've actually been inundated with work over the last couple of weeks and, and we foresee that continuing, particularly with respect to people that are um, refinancing debt, which is going to um, either increase their cash reserves and buffers and or people that are just looking for um, kind of cheaper interest rates, which will improve from a cash flow perspective to help them through the, uh, the uncertain times. Um, so yeah, I guess the majority of the, the meetings that we do, which may have in the past been face-to-face, -face, can easily be done either via both phone call or video conference. Um, and there are various uh, technologies that we've got access to to help identify people uh, remotely as well to overcome that hurdle. Yeah, and on top of that, I mean, everything now is done electronically. So we've, all our information is backed up in the cloud. Uh, we use uh, email, we use other forms of document collection that doesn't require face-to-face. -face. So we're confident that for long property and for the business of broking in general, it should be business as usual. Yeah, absolutely. So then um, let's maybe discuss, Patty, what we're seeing in terms of the property market and also our clients' responses to the property market. And again, all these are... Uh, anecdotal evidence that, uh, or examples that, that people can kind of make of what they wish. Um, it's certainly not advice to anybody in terms of the, you know, movements in house prices or anything like that. But I guess um, this is also going to be a very close area to watch. Um, last week's auction results and clearance rates were quite strong, although they did edge slightly lower in comparison to the week prior. Um, there's no doubt that, that, that people are fearful and, and we're in uncertain times. And then you combine that with, um, you know, uh, just the, the health concerns around being in, in close proximity to other people. You, you can't imagine that um, auction activity and clearance rates will hold at the same levels that we were seeing recently uh, over the short term. Yep. And even physical inspection of property going to auction, I mean, we'll probably see fewer people going through, a lot more use of virtual technology mm -hmm. to bring people through, so videos, uh, photographs, etc. And there are even uh, companies now who offer auctions online yep. with obviously the correct identification process, make sure that people are valid purchasers and not just getting their kicks out of bidding on property which, which they've no intention of actually buying. Mm -hmm. So I guess it always, like with most things, um, uh, most markets and economics, it's going to uh, boil down to supply and demand. 
on the supply side, you can only imagine that there will be some vendors that cancel auctions and or um, you know, don't take their properties to market if they were perhaps considering a sale over the next few months. So in one sense, that can assist with maintaining a level of price um, stability. But then on the demand side, we, we would anticipate that there are going to be certain um, participants that perhaps just pause for the time being um, in order just to wait and see it at least until there are some signs of further confidence before re-entering the market. Now, um, from what we're seeing right now, the majority of those people are skewed towards investors as opposed to owner-occupiers. Um, there are still owner-occupiers that are buying for various other reasons, including the emotional and practical reasons associated with home ownership. So in terms of the what, Patty, maybe the 30 to 40% of clients that we've seen over the last couple of weeks that have still decided to press on, they're all owner-occupiers. Yeah, I mean, all the pre-approvals we're doing, the actual purchases that we're now completing, I think maybe 10%, 20% might be investors, but the rest are definitely buying their own home, their yeah. own property. Yeah, now now with the investors that, that have per purchased recently, um, you know, I would also encourage a lot of them not to necessarily uh, be overly concerned. Um, whilst there could very well be some short to medium term price challenges, the, um, the longer term prospects for Australian real estate remain sound. Um, and I don't believe there are any serious systemic risks in the system that are going to jeopardize the, the long term um, prospects. Yeah, I mean, and again, we're not offering advice. We're just giving our opinion here. We're not property experts, but yeah, unless people are forced to sell, then values should stay stable. Over, and, over a longer period. And property time. is yeah. a long-term investment, and shares, cash, again, pretty much every asset class is going to have challenges. It's going to be challenged. So, when, so when you think about it, I mean, I, I guess the the initial. Um, focus needs to be on containing the virus so let's call it like virus economics as opposed to stimulatory and growth economics um, but part two is going to be you know a raft of further stimulatory measures to to uh, boost confidence and stimulate spending again um, and when you consider that um, you know lower interest rates effectively make it more affordable for for people to borrow money and and uh, then buy property that once the once things do stabilize and recover that there could be a, a reasonably sharp recovery in in the property markets to the extent that there are some short-term blips yeah and some of those stimulatory measures then i suppose interest rates and we could see another interest rate cut soon uh, great opportunity for people to refinance lower mm -hmm. rates means lower repayments means more cash uh, qualitative qualitative easing so basically the government buying uh, shares, uh, stocks, bonds, etc., to pump cash into the economy. And I think we mentioned earlier about handouts as well. Yeah. And and there are, I mean, it's probably not for this podcast to discuss the specifics of them, nor are we particularly qualified to, to do that. But um, there's a lot of very good economic commentary and, and experts out there that you can listen to, plenty of podcasts. So um, maybe we provide some links to them and, and that will assist with your further Kind of research but patty i think you touched on the most important point which is the one thing that really could lead to um short-term market volatility is 
panic or forced selling, right? Ultimately, that's when people um, have no other choice other than to sell and, and will be price takers in the marketplace, ultimately kind of taking whatever they can get. And, um, you know, obviously when, um, you know, demand uh, is shallower than under normal circumstances, what they can get may be less. So, so I guess as you're kind of considering this, uh, I'm talking to the audience here for, for their own perspectives, just consider, um, you know, what the likelihood of for selling might be in your particular area um, or property type. And, and, and maybe that can give you a gauge as to what may um, kind of, you know, unfold over the next short term. Yeah, examining your cash buffers, perhaps local interest only if you're on principal interest. And as you mentioned, there are going to be banks off, offering support in terms of anyone in mortgage stress. And yeah. excuse my voice. <laughs> All right. So um, I suppose in terms of what additional risks there might be to the downside in property markets, I mean, obviously, um, a higher and longer viral spread is only going to create more fear, um, more uncertainty for a longer period of time, and therefore perhaps a, a prolonged slowdown. Um, and also, if kind of this this um, virus relates to a credit crunch, um, and the banks don't relax some of their policies and roll and refinance debts or interest-only terms, like we, we kind of touched on at the beginning. Um, hopefully, as part of these stimulatory measures, the banks really do allow the free flow of credit to the extent that you know it's well backed and, and can be supported and, and and kind of tolerated internally from the bank's perspective um, uh, uh, on the risk kind of uh, spectrum. Then then we'll see that. Um, and, and we should say, I mean, given the GFC and all the measures that were brought in to help the banks at that time, the banks have certainly got great buffers and great processes in place to allow them to withstand any stress, which we would hope will not lead to anything like a credit crunch or something similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, I mean, we just have to, not that we're encouraging anyone to buy, absolutely not, but um, we would certainly just kind of, I suppose, take the opportunity to mention that, um, you know, setbacks do pave the way for comebacks, um, you know, disaster paves the way for opportunities to many uh, in, in certain respects um, everyone knows the the famous quote by Warren Buffett be be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful so to the extent that there is some short-term price um, adjustments then you know for the people that do believe in the longer term prospects of real estate there could be some serious gains to be made you compare it to other asset classes patty like cash and shares well you know with interest rates as low as they are, people aren't going to get particularly high returns on their cash. Um, and with, I mean, we've seen the market, the share market fall by 30% in the last two and a half, three weeks. Um, therefore, there are huge risks associated with that asset class. You can only appreciate that there will be people that see real estate as a good long-term um, play. And therefore, if you can if you can buy opportunistically then who knows maybe that could be advantageous financially um that's pretty much the key points um again just to stress that if anyone has further queries or is experiencing any um serious concern around their uh, obligations towards the banks or or um uh you know needs 
I guess, some sound advice or help through these uncertain times, we'd welcome them to reach out. Um, and we'll certainly do our best to keep you all informed. Yeah, and to everyone listening, stay safe. Thanks very much, guys. Catch you in two weeks. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Long Property Show. If you have any questions for Dan or Patty, you can email hi at longproperty.com.au and they'll respond within 24 hours. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and also leave us a review. This way we can continue bringing you the best weekly content possible. See you again next week. Bye for now.